What's up, everybody, and welcome to ITG Daily, the show that brings you the hottest in gaming news each and every day. I'm Drew Bosley. That's Scott Savage. Scott, we got quite the show lined up for everybody today. What are we talking about? And today we're talking about Ubisoft and how they've firmed up a little bit of the information regarding the releases of Assassin's Creed Red and Star Wars Outlaws. Moving on from that, we're going to Ubisoft being quite disappointed in VR, as I think some of us are. And lastly, Helldivers 2 breaks some Steam records, and that's saying something. That's right. Day and date, PS5 and PC. Could this be the new model for PlayStation? Dude, but up first, let's talk about it. Ubisoft in the release window. Assassin's Creed Red? Well, Scott, Ubisoft confirms Assassin's Creed Red and Star Wars Outlaws to release in fiscal year 25. Anthony Fertino over at Insider Gaming. Ubisoft confirmed release window for both Assassin's Creed codename Red and Star Wars Outlaws in a new financial report yesterday. The report specifically mentions, quote, the upcoming release of Star Wars Outlaws in 2024, end quote. So, it could launch earlier than expected. However, a Disney blog post in January pointed to a late 2024 release window. Meanwhile, Assassin's Creed Red remains broadly set for the fiscal year of 25. Fortunately, the financial report also reveals that, quote, the extent of the fiscal year 2024-2025 lineup will be revealed in May, end quote. So, fans could expect clearer release windows or potentially even some concrete dates. Recently, Insider Gaming released an exclusive report on the current state of the affairs at Ubisoft ranging from internal tensions and worry. Many within the company are hopeful that the performance of the aforementioned games along with other games, will help turn things around for the studio. It, quote, In 2025 and 2026, expect a new mainline entry of Ghost Recon. Thank goodness. <clears throat> Project Over. Set during a fictional Namian War. Two new Far Cry titles, including a multiplayer project, pro, pro, multiplayer game Project Maverick, and a new mainline entry in the Far Cry series, Project Blackbird. Two new Assassin's Creed game, Hexy and Invictus. Dude, I haven't heard of that one, which is odd. No, because, Invictus is new. <clears throat> yeah, okay, that is brand new. That is, mm. And the already announced Splinter Cell remake. <laughs> Please, sooner than later. Insider Gaming has learned. Well, <laughs> beyond that, expect several new Assassin's Creed games, including Assassin's Creed Black Flag remake, currently known as Project Obsidian, which we have covered just not too long ago as well. Scott, it's been interesting to see... Ubisoft's, we, we talked about what is their lineup look like this year, right? Right now, I'm in the world of Skull and Bones. Early. Early in the world of Skull and Bones, mind you. But I'm having, so far, I'm like, okay, I'm past the tutorial that I've done throughout, like, four betas. I'm like, get me past this. I just need out. I just, I need past that beginning, right? It was just, a, like, a little hub that kind of gets you grounded with what's going on and that you're out gathering resources. Tutorial Island. Exactly. What, dude, that is exactly what it is. I'm now past that. I'm like, all right, let's let the games begin. So, but I'm just I'm like ten minutes. Past I do that. have a <laughs> I do have a question for you because yeah. you're ahead of me in this. That um, have you seen Sam Fisher's mention? Is there any skins of his? Not, not <laughs> he's yet. in everything except for his own game. I'm wondering <laughs> if he's also got it. Actually, you know what? He was in the Navy. That does make a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, just not back in those days. We'll see it's, what happens there, but uh, it's. Yeah, it's interesting to see what is Ubisoft going to do if these don't work out well. 
or if they don't work, uh, if they don't meet expectations, as Square Enix likes to say. Um, is there something new they could create? Some sort of new IP, and that would be Skull and Bones. So it really is just Skull and Bones, or do you pull one out of the graveyard and go back to Beyond Good and Evil? Dude, where's Beyond Good and Evil 2? Like, that... Like, if you want to talk about things that are sinking, right? Prince of Persia <clears throat> remake wasn't going well. Pulled that out. Beyond Good and Evil 2, don't know what happens. What, what is... Is that even in existence still? Where is that? What happened to that game? What happened to that circumstances, that studio? Like, everything's up in the air with that. So they have to come out and come out swinging, right? Mirage last year did really, really well, right? Like, people were hungry for that stealth, smaller, tight-knit little game. Granted, I put 30 hours into it. Man, I, I just I adored it. I loved <laughs> it. I had so much fun. Assassin's Creed Red, though, now I'm looking forward to getting into this feudal Japan. Something the fans have been asking for basically since the beginning of the franchise. And it's been so long now. We're like, yo, where is like it's been 15 years? No, no feudal Japan. Like, dude, that was like cute right yeah. there. Like it was just it made so much sense. And then you have Ghost of Tsushima. And I wonder if that's what they saw was like, yo, huh? Maybe we should do this setting. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it turns out j- j- feudal Japan can be a really really cool setting. It's exactly. Funny that we had to let them know that, but. Yeah. I'm thinking, is this, are they going to have to lean, I'm worried, rather, that they're going to have to lean into a games of service kind of model. And that has me worried when it comes to the next Ghost Recon game. So they, they tried sure doing a Battle Royale. Well placed right? worry. Uh, well, no, it's definitely well placed worry. It was Battle, it was Ghost Recon Frontline. And it was not going well at all. So it was one of those circumstances. That's for sure. But we'll see what happens, dude. I'm really, really hopeful. For the future of Ubisoft, I'm a big fan of the studios. As just the games they make really kind of speak to me, right? It's one of those things like, wow, this is really, really cool. For From Assassin's Creed to Far Cry to uh, Splinter Cell, like it's all there for me. And it's really what oh, I they, love and adore. So. They do Immortals Phoenix Rising as well. Do I recall yeah. that correct? Yeah. And you, I think that one struck well with you as well. It's, Actually, it's based true, on it. your recommendation, it's now... It's now in my backlog as well. Yeah, <laughs> we're yeah. definitely Ubisoft fans here, we which has me are. just excited that we're seeing things come back. I talk about pulling things out of the graveyard. Well, I do appreciate some of those things in the graveyard, like Splinter Cell. <laughs> <clears throat> but I want—we need the remake. Like, let's reboot that franchise. That's that's another one, right? The fans have been asking for, but they haven't been able to kind of come together with the story. So they're going to start over. Bring in the remake, and where does that lead them from there, right? We talked about Konami, how they're rebooting the Metal Gear franchise because they can't make a new one, right? They're going to reboot it and start working from the ground up and then bring us back into all the Metal Gear franchises. Are they going to do that over you, Salvas? Point yourself. Dude, the opportunity's there. The game's been gone. Like, Blacklist was the last one, and that was a PS4 game, right? Oh, it's PS4? Been so, PS3. So I might be even wrong. It might have been PS3. It's been so long. Now i got to look it up, Scott. I think what it is... is- in fact, PS3, yeah. It is, I own that right? on 360. Yeah, okay. So I was like, wow, that is a long time to be away from that franchise that people have been asking for. And like you say, we get Sam Fisher in everything else. So then where is Splinter Cell, right? But then when you get into Star Wars coming out, so now let's take a look at the roadmap. What do we have? Obviously, we don't have confirmation of what's actually dropping. Besides, we did get Prince of Persia. came out swinging, right? The Lost Crown, mm-hmm. absolutely immaculate. An incredible game. And now we're getting here with Skull and Bones. Very curious to see how it lands with everybody. So far, 
I'm that's I'm too early to really judge, but I'm having a decent time. But I'm past the tutorial stage, which is now going to open up opportunities. So where does this lead us? Where does this bring us now? And then from there, dude, we don't really know what else is on the dock. We're talking about Star Wars Outlaws, hopeful, right? They need that. Mm -hmm. What's their one big game this year? What's the one big heavy hitting that's going to draw people in? And if you're going to do that, you can do it holiday season. That's when nine times out of ten. But if you can find that opening, that sweet spot within the industry, the problem is games drop all the time. So it's hard to find that one sweet spot that you can stand out above the rest to then bring in that financial backing to then keep boosting the studios. So I'm very hopeful. I think this does line up to holiday holiday season. I think that will release because it has the mass appeal of Star Wars. Yeah. And then that plus the holiday season, if you do get a good release date, I think that could sell really well. Much better than Prince of Persia which unfortunately just didn't hit the mark. I think <clears throat> Square Enix, as they would say, did not meet expectations, which is sad. <clears throat> I think that was mostly because it was a two-dimensional game, and it's just there's yeah. been a disconnect from two-dimensional games with uh, oh, the general behavior of gamers nowadays, and that's sad because Prince sad. of Persia is so far my game of the year. <laughs> yep, I'm right there with you. I think it, it deserves to be in that conversation for sure. Definitely curious to see what lies ahead for the rest of the year. But where does Assassin's Creed Red line up? Now I feel like I've been so far gone from Mirage because when Valhalla dropped, dude, it was just DLC drop, DLC drop, DLC. Like I was always yeah. going back with Mirage, dude. It was they literally put it out and walked away, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> that I think that's great. You know what? You're done. I think that's cool. It doesn't need DLC. I would like DLC just because I want to come back to the world. But if you just want to work on red, give me red. Because that's where I want to be next. I have an, I have an idea for DLC. How about the multiplayer? We oh, drop dude, that multiplayer mode back in, and then you'd, you'd have a lot of people return. I think you'd be surprised, Ubisoft. Yeah, dude, I do miss the multiplayer. I was there for hours. That was the multiplayer that really turned me around. Because back in the day, dude, it was all team deathmatch. And I'm like, ah, this is, I don't like yeah. this. But all of a sudden, now, you're sneaking through shadows. Dude, there's nothing more satisfying than walking in a group Finding your target, walking by them, poisoning them, because then you get you stack your bonuses because you're in the group, so you're already um, camouflaged, right? So you're disguised, so you get a bonus for that. You kill them <laughs> with poison, which then you're able to stack on other t features. And then because they didn't even notice you, your point all of a sudden you can go from the bottom right to the top with one kill, right? And it was just <laughs> it was so so rewarding. I loved it. And then it came into like a running situation where I think Ubisoft's like, no, this is not what we wanted the multiplayer to be. But everybody was just like beelining it back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Like, ah. Oh, but when it first started, it broke the meta. It did. It did break the meta. But it, when it first started, it, dude, it was slow and methodical. And it was it was nothing like anything I've ever played. Like, that was the highlight for you me. You describe it. So cool. <laughs> Excuse me. You describe it as I play Watch Dogs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that Watch Dogs multiplayer was so good, and I want to see that come back in any form. Yeah, where is the next Watch Dogs, right? After Legion, do you think we're going to get anything else? I think Legion just didn't sell well enough, which a lot of so the case of new I games these days. That's why they fall back on their old IPs, which is yeah. safe, but if those don't work out, then they're in real problem. I'm very curious to see what they did with Ghost Recon. What have you now gone back to the drawing boards? I think they really scrapped Frontline and have started over, which... Granted, when they announced Frontline, everybody's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> so, but we're hopeful. In May, we're going to find out more from Ubisoft.
Scott continuing on today with Ubisoft was disappointed by Assassin's Creed Nexus VR sales and will not increase VR investment. Chris Scullion over at VGC. During a Q&A session as part of the conference call discussing Ubisoft's Q3 sales for its fiscal year of 2024, one caller asked about the emergence of new VR formats like the MetaQuest 3 and Apple Vision Pro and whether the company had an update on its plans on developing software for VR platforms. Gimmel replied that Ubisoft was not yet willing to commit too much of its resources to VR, mainly because Assassin's Creed Nexus didn't sell as well as expected. Quote, We have been a bit disappointed by what we were able to achieve on VR with Assassin's Creed. End quote. He explained, quote, It did okay, and it continues to sell, but we thought it would sell more, and we are not increasing our investment in VR at the moment because it needs to take off. We need. We have been very impressed by the Apple. What Apple came up with, and we think it's fantastic hardware. But we continue to look at the VR business as something that we have to look at, but not invest too much in until it grows enough. End quote. Assassin's Creed Nexus VR was released on MetaQuest in November 2023, and lets players assume the role of three previous assassins from the series, Ezio, Cassandra, and Connor, and perform various tasks through their eyes, including parkour moves. In 2022, Ubisoft announced that it had canceled Splinter Cell VR, which was in development at its Red Storm Studio and was set to be an exclusive to Quest. Um, There's the problem there. VR, A, not big enough when you compare it to consoles. Not even close. Not even close, Mm. Scott. And then, on top of that, they kept it exclusive to Quest. I get Quest is the biggest platform right now. PSVR 2 is an opportunity, though, man, that they let it slide. Yeah, that would have been a great opportunity to pull some funding um, from greater PlayStation and support the PlayStation VR 2, which is just completely undersupported. But even if you do group in PlayStation VR 2, is that enough to really justify putting a bunch of investment into the VR category? Because are you going to get that money return? And we've seen Ubisoft already. We were just talking about how they're having to fall back on some of their safety net kind of ips yeah but this takes that into a more volatile direction being vr it just wasn't going to take off which is sad because to my understanding uh, nexus was pretty good pretty cool an interesting novel idea at least that could be fleshed out yeah no it was definitely very cool right but be wary motion sickness dude the leap of faith wow put me off of it for like okay one jump i was like i got i went now granted you could scale back all of the motion sickness awareness and all that kind of dude i took everything off because i wanted the full experience of that first leap of faith and man (laughs) as cool as it was i was like whoop you got it wow did i get nailed with that right i really started to feel it but assassin's creed nexus is is sick dude it's so cool steve loves it too like him and i both reviewed it for the show it's a fantastic vr game and it's unfortunate that it's stuck just to the quest. I get the quest has the biggest install base. and But if you take a look at sales for the game and they didn't go well, it's because sales in VR in general aren't doing that well. VR hasn't taken off the way a lot of people expected it to, right? Look at PlayStation. Dude, we just had a state of play. They revealed two VR games. Not one of them. Not one was an internal studio working on their own platform. What's that tell you right there? PlayStation doesn't care anymore, man. Like they have PSVR two, and they're letting it die. I don't think we get a PlayStation no, VR three. I really don't. 
No, absolutely. They're not even they're not even supporting their own VR system, and they stand to gain from that. It tells you that yeah. even if they do support it well, they don't expect it to be bought that much. And part of that is the the cost price to it. But PlayStation VR two, I think, was one of the cheaper ways to get into VR two. So you think that would be the the right on route, but no, that just is not the case. But it's you- unfortunate because Splinter Cell was canceled, like we said, and yeah. Splinter Cell could have been another one just like that assassin's creed i think there's a lot of opportunities for those fun moments but then again you think of anybody anybody over the age of 30 crouching for hours at a time to sneak around like split the sam fisher he somehow has pretty spry knees (laughs) yeah but it's just a click of the thumbstick and then you crouch right like you don't have to in assassin's creed you click the stick you drop down a little bit, right? So all of a sudden now you're technically crouched as you're moving around, sneaking around behind things and behind people. Dude, it was coming in with the hidden blade was awesome. <laughs> like if you're an <laughs> Assassin's Creed fan and have a chance to play this, here's an opportunity like you've never played before. It is well worth checking out. That is it though, checking out. Scott, I don't know how many people can actually play. It's a full length game, right? They compared it to the, the first uh, first game. So, like, that's a full length. You're, you're 10 hours. Easy, right? And if you oh, go out yeah. and explore and do all the other side stuff, you're a lot longer. So, there is a full investment here from Ubisoft to go with Assassin's Creed Nexus that didn't pay off. So, when, then when we take a look at our previous article for today that we discussed Ubisoft and what they're doing, they're going all in on Star Wars Outlaws, right? Dude, that's going to hit huge, huge numbers. Assassin, Assassin's Creed Red's coming Probably next year, if I had to guess, right? I'm hoping I was hoping for this year, but I think they're gonna take this year off and then wait and go into 2025. And I think that's when we get Assassin's Creed Red. But again, another staple within their studio lineups of making sure that they make good money. And that's what it comes down to. They need to keep the lights on. Ubisoft, not a small company whatsoever. I don't know, there's something downloading to like 30 studios or something. But man, you gotta pay for those thirty something, yeah. Yeah, right. Like you gotta pay for those people to be there, and hopefully treat them well. Is the other side, right? There's that's a whole other discussion. Yeah. But when you take a take a look at VR, I think there's a small following in the world of VR, but it's not nearly as strong when you get into the console side of things or PC gaming, right? Or even the mobile side. You see Assassin's Creed. I think it's Assassin's Creed Jade, dude. That's a full mobile game, and I bet you it does incredibly well incredibly well i'm actually looking going hmm my ipad is really outdated now at this point the time for an upgrade so i can play that right so i can just take it on the go but you know you just give me a handheld i should be okay for assassin's creed right like why don't we do that you got the got the portal (laughs) i got my logitech g cloud i can just play more assassin's creed on the go but i want to do it that way and it's the touch screens that just does doesn't do for me but vr at, at the end of the day just isn't in everybody's household like a console and that's where they're starting to see the struggles and it doesn't take off which is unfortunate because i think people still suffer like myself from motion sickness that can't quite fully get in all in on some of these games some of them work some of them don't dude you don't want to buy a game going am i gonna get sick like that's the worst feeling in the world i've played a lot of vr games that's bad dude the minute i'm done i'm like i'm on the couch i'm laying down i don't feel well i'm like nah I (laughs) i can't do it right why would you want to do that so, and that's a lot of people. A lot of people just have that feeling or the worry of it, so they're not even yeah. curious. I, I have my Rift S, you know, just it's about three there. feet that way. I can't even give that away to my brother. He's just not interested. 
Yeah, where he's on, but your brother yet plays on console, right? Like that's the difference. The install base is different, and I don't know if VR will actually ever take off the way a lot of us expected it to, because it is, it's playing in a different way, and in in a way that just isn't like anything other. So I don't know. There's got some cool moments. I played a ton of cool games in VR, and Nexus being one of them, man. And it was just disappointing that they're not going to make another, which again, money talks. Well, Scott, this is what happens when Sony releases simultaneously on PS5 and PC as a current game right now of Helldivers 2 is outselling Power World on Steam. Brandon Lowry over at Windows Central. The biggest game of 2024 has been surpassed by Steam's top sellers list since its January 19th launch last month. Pocket Pair's Pokemon with Guns survival game Power World has dominated Steam's top sellers list. It's performed exceptionally well on Xbox, too. It sold 8 million copies in under 6 days, after all, and it has been the fastest selling paid game on Valve's platform for the past few weeks. Now though, it's been dethroned, at least temporarily, by a new title from PlayStation Studios. That game is Helldivers 2, a chaotic co-op third person shooter from Arrowhead Game Studios that is available to buy now and slated to release on both PlayStation 5 and PC. Well. Yeah, yesterday. It's flying off the digital shelves so fast that it surpassed even Pal World on the top sellers chart. As well as other popular new games like Enshrouded, great game, and Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. Notably, Helldivers 2 is the first PlayStation exclusive that Sony has brought to PS5 and PC simultaneously. Though, past PS4 and PS5 exclusives like God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, and Death Stranding have come to PC eventually. Current player count? Had a concurrent player count of eighty-two thousand people yesterday. Scott it is doing very, oh, very a, well. That's a great number for a simultaneous day one release. And as they yep. say in the game, it was a great day for democracy. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. game is very silly, but I like it, and I like seeing these results. This is too late for Days Gone, but uh, we might get really good numbers out of the next release this way. Yeah, dude, this is interesting to see that it's not taking itself seriously it's actually so over the top that it doesn't it knows exactly what it is and it feeds <laughs> off of that you and i streamed it yesterday and had a blast playing it is a ton of fun we got our full review coming up we're working on it this week so we'll get our full thoughts on that happening but it is one of those things that is dude this is taking the world by storm there's so many releases already out this year that just they just skyrocket and went to other expectations that i don't think anybody saw Here's my question, though, Scott, quickly. Is P is PlayStation going to bring more titles day and date to PC with PS5 launches? I think this is the best example of why they should, and I think it has to be a good idea. I'm not sure if we'll see Ghost of Tsushima 2 or some of the main ginormous mainline entries, but yeah. then again, Helldivers 2 could be. And it, it wasn't even, I guess, not even at the AAA level that you would expect out of a like a Last of Us experience, right? If you did that day, yeah. day, man, where would that be compared to just launching on PlayStation 5? Is this changing the future for PlayStation? We'll find out. Scott, it's a quiet Friday. What are we playing? We have Golf in it on the Switch. And that is the only release today. <laughs> yeah, definitely quiet. And that'll wrap up today's show, everybody. Thank you for hanging out with us. This has been ITG Daily, the show that brings you the hottest in gaming news each and every day. We'll be back again next week. I'm Drew. That's Scott. And we'll see you inside the game.